Hello, everybody. My name is Kyle, your host for the Practical Sales Podcast, part of Atlantic Growth Solutions and our How's It Growing blog. Here at Atlantic Growth Solutions, we help businesses who sell B2B address their sales challenges, whether you just need more qualified sales leads, professional sales training and certification, or help preparing your organization for rapid growth, we are here to help. Today, I have Tara Gillen as a guest on the podcast. Tara is the VP of Inside Sales for Skillsoft, looking after all small and medium enterprise business in North America. Tara started on the front lines in a business development role and has steadily worked her way up, now leading a team of over 50 sales professionals with various roles and responsibilities in the e-learning space. In this episode, Tara talks about running a well-oiled sales machine, what helps distinguish a new business hunter from an existing business nurturer in terms of roles and personality traits, and shares a great practical tip around making sure your team understands the why, in this case, centered around activity reporting in your CRM. Thank you for listening to the Practical Sales Podcast today. Let's jump right in. Tara, welcome and thank you so much for being on the Practical Sales Podcast today. I'd like to start by asking, how's it growing at Skillsoft currently? Yeah, so I mean, certainly like all organizations, we are um, working within the confines of the, the pandemic. And, you know, certainly some of our, the industries that we work with have had, um, you know, some challenges during the current climate and some are, are growing. So what we've tried to do is really focus our attention on the industries that are um, in a good financial state that have, you know, growing number of employees, uh, continue to have, you know, a profit and really kind of focusing on them from a, a targeted prospect perspective um, for our new business teams. And then certainly for our existing business teams, it's really kind of focused on retaining that revenue. So, you know, again, certainly there are some organizations that we work with that, um, you know, have seen significant layoffs as a result of, you know, COVID-19 impacts um, and others that are that are growing. So the, the key there is to really work with the customers to ensure that they are getting significant value from the solution, you know, that they purchased so that when it comes time to make difficult decisions around, you know, where they spend and where they don't spend. And really, that's not necessarily just something from a, you know, in a pandemic situation, that's really kind of holistically, you know, when budgets are looked at, making sure that there's a, a you know, sort of a very clear alignment and a, and a value there, so that the the solution that they have from Skillsoft is critical to the, or, the organization's continued success within their market. And we AGS conducted a survey from business leaders back in April, and we asked them in one of the sections to identify what was an urgent priority for them. And then on top of that, which one was the top priority that they were focused on. So almost all of the people that responded to it said that managing and strategic planning for existing accounts was highly urgent. And also ideal customer profile, as that probably changed quite a bit uh, during the pandemic, as both highly urgent, but they were almost split 50-50 in terms of who was focusing on on which part, either retaining business and growing existing accounts or focused on uh, bringing on new logos and really getting out there and searching for new partnerships. So if you had to say the direction that Skillsoft has taken, is it more of managing existing or uh, trying to grow? Um, I would say that we're really focused on growth as an organization. How has the leadership team sort of pushed the organization in that direction? 
or what have they done? To yeah. Do so, I mean, certainly you think about your existing book of business and, you know, the industries kind of are what they are and, you know, you're working with them to show that value, you know, that we, that we just spoke of. But when we think about how Skillsoft as an organization will retain its longevity and continue to be competitive, it's really with relation to, you know, growing new business and, and acquiring, you know, new logos, especially focused on, um, you know, industries that are, you know, growing during all of the sort of existing climate change and the, the impacts that, that COVID has had on, you know, industries as a whole. So, you know, when you look at your book of business, perhaps you are um, heavy in manufacturing or you're heavy in retail. If you, you know, if you're looking to, to retain success and you're looking to, you know, continue to reach your, your revenue numbers, when you look at, um, you know, new business and, and acquisitions and new logos, what you really want to focus on are industries that are thriving in the, in the current climate. And somebody that we mutually know uh, described you and the team that you lead as a very well-oiled sales machine. So I'd like for you to talk a little bit about that and uh, maybe give us a breakdown of the team that you that you lead and uh, sort of what their their roles and goals are. Yep, sure. Thank you. So um, we have sort of two distinct roles within the SMB market at Skillsoft, um, one being solely a hunter role. So new business, acquiring new logos. Um, and then we have our existing business team. So their role is to not only help the customer realize the, the value of, of the solution, retain that customer um, for you know, many years to come, but also to, to grow that business outside of the um, initial purchase um, you know, for, for the company. So um, the, the fact that we have two very distinct roles has lent um, really nicely to the the skill sets and the area of focus, um, because oftentimes what we found, you know, as an organization as a whole, is that when you have um, one person tasked with, you know, acquiring new logos and growing existing business and retaining, um, you know, their their existing partnership, that one of those things ends up, um, you know, kind of getting going on the back burner. So when you have two two distinctly defined roles um, within your within your business that allows for the appropriate amount of focus, um, develop skill sets and um, activities to be geared towards achieving those two very different overall sales exercises. On, an, on a sort of a broad scale, what would you say makes somebody a better fit for the two different roles that you guys have? So with the, the new business or the, the hunter role, um, you know, it, it, it really comes down to the, the, the level of the level of activity. Um, so, you know, somebody that can go out and sort of what we've used the expression is like pound the pavement, if you will. So um, somebody who is not going to be deterred by a lot of no's, somebody who is sort of relentless and who really kind of understands um, our differentiators and, and our competitive advantage within the marketplace. So really having a good understanding of our, of our competition and how our solution um, is better poised to, to help an organization. And then as far as the existing business um, you know, team goes, uh, there, there's a lot to be said there for the, the value of the, the, of the partnership. So helping the customer to 
think uh, long-term goals for their company, how our solution aligns to those, um, how to um, how to increase the adoption and utilization uh, of a of a program, and then you know pivoting that success to uh, other departments within the within the company. Awesome. In terms of those two roles, and now that you know the pandemic is our sort of new reality. I, I don't like to use that term, but seems to be the one that's caught on. What what has changed for those roles within your um, organization? What what looks different for them and how they approach new business and growing existing business? So I think more than ever, the, the message just has to be so concise and so crisp because oftentimes um, more now than ever before, um, there is such an increase in competition. Um, Skillsoft specifically is not necessarily the, the cheapest solution that you're going to find. Um, so it's really about the, the, the breadth of the, the content that we have. Um, it's really about positioning our solution and how it best aligns to um, the, the customer's objectives. And then also just the, 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 the customer support um, post-sale. So, you know, really, again, with the existing business team, um, helping them to uh, helping them to align their solution to the the customer's you know business objectives, not only short term but also long term and, and bigger picture. So not just the the short immediate need, but also the the, the longer term. And with Skillsoft specifically, because we have been in the industry for twenty plus years, you know we have a lot of experience with customers and you know, industry insights and, you know, how other customers, you know, were able to, to do a similar thing and the ability to really kind of pull from that existing knowledge base um, really helps to, to put the, the new customer in a, in a good position to, to replicate um, the success and steer clear from, you know, maybe some of the, the pitfalls that, that other organizations, you know, have, have found themselves in as well. So, I think for Skillsoft specifically, not only just due to the, the the type of content that we sell and how much value there is within the within the solutions themselves, it's also working with an organization that has so much experience in in this in this particular realm. Okay, and when you talk about the messaging needing to be more concise and crisp and making sure that it's focused. I'm wondering, is that something that your leadership team, you and, and the people that you have in position, is that something that you brainstorm and come up with the messaging and sort of guide how the, um, the business development team uh, approaches their day-to-day activity? Or is that something that you more leave on their plate to come up with their own style and, and their own messaging? So, um, what we try to do is to be as prescriptive as we can to provide people with a really good sort of foundation. And then certainly every salesperson is a little bit different. So, you know, they're going to, to tweak it slightly based on their sort of style of communication. But one of the really important things is that, you know, we don't leave people to kind of, let, kind of leave people to their own devices. So what we mm. don't want is to have, um, you know, very kind of mixed messaging or, um, things that are kind of off-brand um, being communicated within within the within the market. So what we do is we actually work with our sales enablement team, um, you know, to and, and our marketing team to ensure that the 
the, the salespeople have um, not only the, the knowledge in their tool belt to, you know, how do I position this? How does this solution align? What are the key questions I should be asking? You know, do I need to bring in a compliance specialist or a tech and dev specialist? But also um, the, the marketing and the communication that is sent out um, is also in line, you know, with that and, you know, is on brand and allows for, um, it, it takes all of the guesswork out of, you know, the, this, the sales sort of process, if you will. I like that. You're sort of saying that what, what we find, what we notice a lot, and, and I'm sure it's, it's the case for you as well, is that a lot of the information and the knowledge and the experience is shared amongst the leadership team. And it's really important to share that insight down into your sort of frontline, um, frontline employees that are really out there getting the messaging out, contacting the right people and making sure that, like you said, the alignment is there, but also that, uh, that as much of the knowledge and experience and best chance of success possible is pushed down so that they can put their own style on it and then push that out into the market. I really like that. Is your team using any new methods of outreach currently? Um, well, as far as the new methods of outreach go, certainly with everyone being in a um, work from home environment, um, video has become kind of more important than it ever had previously. So for my particular division within Skillsoft, we've always been virtual. So we've not um, we've not typically gone on site to a customer to you know present mm-hmm. a solution, et cetera. But what we have found is that, um, more and more people, you know, both from a, a rep perspective and also from a customer perspective are, you know, turning their video on and having a more sort of virtual face-to-face chat. So I would say that probably more than ever, video has become a really important medium for us to communicate with our customers and for our customers to communicate with us. It's the, again, I hate the term, but new reality of people are, people are doing business in different places and it's, it's more difficult to connect with them in traditional means. So you've got to adapt a little bit and make sure that it's comfortable for everybody. And are you finding that your team uh, is more effective now that they're using some of the video tools that are available? Um, I would say that they're, they're more in tune with their customer maybe than they've ever been previously. So now we have the luxury of, you know, seeing um, you know, customer body language and video um, really kind of forces both sides to, to be more engaged and to, to be focused on the conversation at hand, because certainly there, there probably were times in the past where, um, you know, maybe our, our prospect wasn't as um, interested in the conversation maybe as we would like them to have been. And perhaps they were, you know, checking email or they were they were doing, you know, multitasking while they were you know, having a a discovery call with us. Whereas, you know, on video, it really gives us the opportunity to, um, to really be focused and to really kind of get people's undivided attention, um, which is not necessarily something that we've always experienced in the past. Tara, as you know, we love to get a practical takeaway from every one of the guests that jumps on the podcast. We are the Practical Sales Podcast. So I'd like to ask you, what is your practical takeaway for business leaders and sales leaders one of the, the really important things that, um, you know, we found to be most impactful as a leader is making sure that everybody understands the why behind what, what you're asking them to do. So whether that's, uh, you know, a technical role, a customer success role, uh, a services role, a sales role, 
et cetera, really kind of understanding what, why they're, why that specific ask is, is being made and how the results of, you know, people's activity, again, sort of depending on, on what that is, really kind of impacts the overall, you know, the, the overall organization. So, you know, when we think about, you know, getting buy-in from, from a, a, a frontline employee or a frontline manager, one of the keys is really for them to understand how and, and what their daily, you know, job looks like and, and what we ask of them, how that plays a role in the overall success of the organization. Can you give an example of a recent uh, opportunity that you've had to really make sure that your team understands the why, something you've asked of them recently? Yeah, so I mean, certainly one of the things that we're that we're we've always been very keen on is is with relation to keeping our customer relationship um, management tool up to date. So our CRM. So in our particular case, we use Salesforce. And one of the things that so in the past, you know, sales keeping Salesforce up to date was was oftentimes seen as a um, a, a make busy project or you know, uh, an opportunity for leadership to be a bit of a big brother over, um, you know, what you're doing day to day and um, wasn't nece- didn't necessarily always get the level of adoption that, um, you know, as sales leaders uh, we were looking for. And um, our CRO, um, you know, has done a really good job of explaining why, you know, what impact updating Salesforce has to the overall organization. And the, the real kind of big takeaway from for for our team specifically was, you know, the input that you the, the, the data that you input into Salesforce um, is really going to help inform decisions that happen within the organization, whether that's investments in, you know, additional prospecting tools or resources, um, you know, our industry insights and, you know, how we target and market to. Um, potential prospects and existing customer base. So really just taking the the why to that next level and really connecting it with the overall larger communication and, um, you know, sort of strategy, um, you know, for the organization as a whole um, and bringing that down to something very, very minute as, you know, why it's important to, to keep Salesforce up to date. It's not about tracking you know, how many hours you, you spent, you know, with a customer, although that is important, it's the, the bigger picture and how, um, you know, what we put into Salesforce really has an influence and impact over bigger company decisions, whether it's investment or, or marketing, et cetera. One of the parts from the survey that I mentioned earlier, we asked um, business leaders about how focused they were on performance management and making sure that their employees were doing the required activities, that the expectations that were placed on them when they're working in the office were still being met when they were working outside of the office, where it is a little bit more difficult to keep track of um, of their activity. So when I hear you talk about understand the why and updating Salesforce, that it's not just a make busy task anymore, you've almost taken that of saying, yeah, it's important for us to understand what activity our team is doing and, and hold them you know, accountable to that, but also there's many other components of that data that we're using to make sure that we can still grow and be successful. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you, Tara, so much for being on the uh, podcast today. We really appreciate you spending the time with us. Can't wait to have you, you back. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon, Kyle. 
Thank you so much again to Tara for joining me today. Just a reminder that the results from the Atlantic Growth Solutions 2020 Business Leader Sales Survey are live on our website. Head to AtlanticGrowthSolutions.com to see what business leaders are identifying as their major sales challenges and also the key areas they are focusing on to close out this year and kick off the next. We would love to have you take part in our next business leader sales survey. The link to register for that can be found on the same page as the survey results. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to talk about anything related to the world of B2B sales with you. And don't forget, what we discussed here today does not need to stay just between us. Please help us by sharing this podcast discussion with your network through LinkedIn, Twitter, or any of the other social media platforms. That's it for this episode of the Practical Sales Podcast. I will be back next week with a new guest.